The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. The year is 2001. Auntie Helen is running the country, and Zed Silencer takes out Album of the Year at the New Zealand Music Awards. M2 Music Television launches the broadcasting career of icon Jane Yee, and Lord of the Rings puts Matamata on the map. The average house price in Auckland is $260,000, Is that how you say that? Yeah. But it's mostly a pretty depressing year. 9-11 throws the entire world into chaos. Sir Peter Blake is killed by pirates. Xena Warrior Princess throws her last chakram, while Qantas NZ and NZ New Zealand fly their last flights. Meanwhile, a new TV format is just taking off, bringing a glimmer of hope in what is really a very shitty year, by taking stars from our stages, sports fields and screens and dumping them on a paradise to duke it out for charity. Join us as we remember when Celebrity Treasure Island first hit our screens. This is the Beachcomber, a huge catamaran that each day carries hundreds of tourists through the beautiful blue waters of Fiji, ferrying them to island hideaways. But today, there is no anticipation of luxury resorts on this boat. Instead, we're heading for somewhere very special, an uninhabited oasis that is about to become home to 14 well-known New Zealanders. On this rugged, remote island, they will be abandoned and left to fend for themselves. Left to live amongst sea snakes, sharks, rats, bats and wild goats. Left to battle the elements and each other. But theirs is also a special mission, because they are on a treasure hunt. Whatever they're expecting, being household names will not earn any one of these 14 special treatment. They will still have to build their own shelter, find their own food, solve the clues and ultimately uncover the treasure. As today we begin Celebrity Treasure Island. Wow. Kia 
a good time. It was a real ride. <laughs> it was, I know, it was a roller coaster, wasn't it? Welcome to Remember When, your weekly dose of pop culture, nostalgia, and Aotearoa, brought to you by The Real Pod. My name is Jane Yee, and I'm joined by the Chizo and Jaden to my Brie, Alex Casey, and Duncan Grieve. Lovely to have you here wow. talking about our favourite thing in the whole wide world. So good to be here. Can I just say, what a thorough introduction that was. God, I feel like that was just the whole, the whole of human history. Did it, did it put you straight back into 2001? Because I'd, I'd forgotten about the, the 9-11 part and was just like, this is just fun. And then it got so dark. I know. And then I was like, okay, well, she must be done. And she just kept going. I know, it just got worse Peter and worse. Peter Blake getting killed by pirates? Remember when? There were actually three other things that didn't make it in there just for, just for time, but I do want to share them. <laughs> um, Craig David's walking, I'm Walking Away oh. was the biggest oh. selling single. Um, Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory was the best-selling album. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realise it was quite that old, but there you go. And uh, what was the other thing? Oh, in amongst all this airline chaos, I mean, truly, actual airline, I mean, you know. But uh, Air New Zealand was on the brink as well. That was like the big news is that Air New Zealand had to be bailed out. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. I must answer it. It was good. It was, like, it was a sort of a classy... Airline, I didn't you know. even realise Qantas, Qantas New Zealand was a thing until I was oh, researching sure, competitive this. in the skies, yeah. honestly. I was yeah. just really prepared to be talking about Frank Bunce and a bandana here. I didn't <laughs> know we'd be getting all this. Like, I don't think we're going to have time for any of that. Check. Oh, we actually do. We need to. We do need to talk about Frank Bunce and a bandana. So Treasure <laughs> Island, as a show, had been going sporadically since 1997. It had two seasons. One in 97 and one in 99. And these were just with ordinary people and a smattering of Clark Gayford, um, who was, for all intents and purposes at the time, just an ordinary guy who happened to have like a radio show on a regional radio station. The first bloke was just a civilian He was back just then. a civilian back then. And then they really just uh, shook things up with a celebrity version in 2001. It was really confusing reading the Wikipedia page for this because... They continued on with the regular version and the celebrity version, but the regular version morphed into a celebrity version. So they had two going concurrently, one that was just like what we're going to talk about, the, the celebrity Treasure Island version. But the regular version, they started doing all-stars in there and bringing celebrities into them. And then it's kind of like what we've done with The Real Pop. We're just like running two formats at the same time. And eventually they just were like, you know, normal people, boring, and stuck with the celebrity version. Watching, and you can do, you can watch it on New Zealand on screen, the first ever episode of Celebrity Treasure Island proper. It's amazing that the show made it beyond <laughs> that season, honestly. I disagree. I'm, I'm surprised this isn't a global format. Like, it's, especially because conceptually, like, it's weirdly, it's got little alone elements. I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about alone now that I'm obsessed with it. But it's it's a much more raw show that, than what it would become. Yeah, but also much more boring, I reckon. What do you reckon, Alex? I don't know. I thought it was really funny and hokey. Maybe it was not funny and hokey at the time, though. It was probably everyone was like, hmm, yes, what are they going to eat for dinner? <laughs> um, but I just loved it. Like, you're right. It, it feels much more pared back. The fact that, you know, one of the teams, they have no equipment. They have nothing. They have to build their own shelters yeah. from scratch. And they're sleeping seemingly on, like, a sarong on the on the beach. With a measly mosquito net. Sally Ridge finds like washed up fishing line. Everyone's like, oh my God, we might be able to catch a fish. <laughs> and I mean, Danny, what's his face? 
Danny Morrison. Killing a chicken with his bare hands. Like, we would never get anything like that on television no. now. It's crazy. Danny Morrison's, like, like I, I love, the intro is so good. Like, I, I have to disagree with you, Jane, about it, it being boring. The, the way that they introduce all the celebrities, there's, there's just, like, this amazing kind of uh, writing style with the, like, Trent Bray might be able, really good at swimming, but he won't be able to swim his way out of this one. And every single person, every single person is like, "Here's what they're famous for," and that's why it's completely irrelevant <laughs> on this desert island. And then they talk about their fears. And Danny Morrison, uh, his fear is, "I wonder if I'll get any sleep." Because you know what, Sheila's like—they just stay up all <laughs> night talking, measuring <laughs> away. And, and, and Trent Bray, international swimmer, was scared of swimming in the water. <laughs> something like have a, a nibble on his toe. He's worried about cockles or something. I don't know. But look, it was it, it, the reason I say it's boring is it just it doesn't immediately get into like full on crazy challenges and drama straight away. You know, like it's very much figuring out what it is and the birth of what it's to become, and. We ha- we're just not quite there yet with the drama is what makes it a really, really but, but captivating show. I think it's a different show. It is a different show, and it's still it, great. To, and I but, agree. But it that's what I mean. It's about, but it's almost predictive of where some reality TV would go in that it was more a little bit more naturalistic and less engineered, especially for a celebrity-type show. To the point that Peter Keating, so she was a previous winner from the Normie, Normie uh, part of Treasure Island, and... To the point where she, her voiceovers and her favorite, it's like she's presenting a documentary. Yeah, and it's so, so crazy, so much voiceover, and it's so it's so low energy. Like if you yeah. compare it to Chizzo, who is like just <laughs> screaming and his eyeballs are popping out, and it's just like it's so much. And she's just like, I'm Peter Keating, and this is Treasure Island. <laughs> You're just I like, where am I? <laughs> I actually think what we should do at this point. Is, is just watch a little bit of that intro. Lining up against them in the North Camp and wearing a red bandana is Changing Rooms designer Sally Ridge, who fears life on an empty stomach. I love my food. I think I think that will, um, will hammer me a little bit because I'm such a sweet tooth. Former international cricketer Danny Morrison will have to vary his pace to cope with life here. My greatest fear would have to be getting no sleep because you know what women are like? They talk all night. ZM Network DJ Nikki Sunderland is preparing for life without makeup or luxuries. I'm expecting hard work and lots of sun and to be wearing loads of sunscreen and no lipstick. But actor Anthony Ray Parker desperately wants to be there when the treasure is finally discovered. I like to win, so I don't, I don't like, I don't want to lose. Uh, I'm expecting to see this to the end. Oh my god! Wow. A lot of people just worried about not eating. Sally Ridge very, very worried about not having licorice all sorts and like lollies and so on. Oh yeah, she says, she says, I, I miss licorice all sorts. I want a bag of licorice. I want rocket salad. Rocket I was like, salad. shit, that's so prego. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I'm envisioning like a little plate of rocket with licorice just scattered on top. Yeah, it's a unique taste. It was it was incredibly well cast. Like we need to acknowledge the fact that the next decade, like these weren't like there are obviously some celebs who were probably around their peak at this time. But you get baby Dominic Bowden, oh. baby Stacey Daniels. Like I know, just so many 
and they they are little children, like tiny. tiny. Baby Sally Ridge, obviously. Do you know what the craziest <laughs> thing for me about this um, this cast is? You can't do the I've never heard of them. Like every single person in this list, they're a household name. They're a household name. It's so, so cool how they keep saying that. I'm like I'd forgotten about that phrase. <laughs> we've got we've got two teams. There's 14 celebrities in total. You've got the uh, very creatively named South team or Blue. <laughs> And you've got the also creatively named North Team or Red. Um, so on the South Team, you've got Frank, Frank Bunce, Nikki Watson, uh, Coxie, Katrina Hobbs, Dominic Bowden, Jane Kiley and Trent Bray. On the North Team, you've got Sally Ridge, Danny Morrison, Nikki Sunderland, uh, Anthony Ray Parker, Stacey Daniels, Handy Andy Die, and Erica Tokarch. So they've, they've both it. got a builder, which feels very telling. There's that, like, sh- shelter is not provided and you're going to need to make it yourself. But also really speaks to the TV, the other TV that was on at the time, of these oh. kind of, like, handymen who, um, yeah. who were working in these, like, changing rooms type shows. I didn't, I, I completely forgotten that Sally Ridge was, like, the main changing rooms lady. Like, she was the artistic visionary yes. <laughs> behind changing rooms. I also, when I know what I know now about her licorice all sorts obsession, I feel like, all the crafts that she did in the Women's Day make so much sense because they they all feel like they were uh, informed by the licorice all sort aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that's crazy about Sally Ridge is like she looks like a teenager. Yeah. Mm. And within like six years, she's going to have like an 18 year old daughter and they're going to be like, it's re- the time doesn't make sense in terms of how anyone kind of looks on this show. I was just going to say on the aesthetics as well. It's so amazing. The fashion is so incredible. And also how much of it is now being worn by teenagers across the world. Yeah. <laughs> like the big Adidas track pants, the Katrina Hobbs, Paul Frank bucket hat, the little like coloured glasses. A lot of the sunglasses I'm like, I'm pretty sure Lance Savali wore all of these <laughs> on his season of Celebrity Treasure Island. It's just great to see everything come back, you know. I want to talk about that. Sorry, I just need to reference my own season of this great show. What? I want to talk about the sunglasses because we were not allowed sunglasses. And then they changed they changed it. They changed their minds to allow us to wear sunglasses after they had already taken all our gear away, but not before they'd taken all the celebrities' gear away. So they had sunglasses and we did not. But wow. that's a health and safety issue. Like, the sun is Chizzo famously burnt his eyes that season. I know. So all the normies... Just putting our eyes on the line and Lance Savali with a whole wardrobe change of sunglasses. That is class warfare. Yeah, that really is. Anyway, I don't mean to bang on about when I was on Celebrity Treasure Island. No, where can you watch that? TVNZ Plus or? Just Treasure Island, Island, actually, for me, for my camp at least. Um, Also, good to see the, the like really low slung seven eighth length. Boardies, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just mm. like the biggest boardies ever. I don't know if those are back yet. Maybe, maybe that's on the horizon well, for next summertime. year. Hopefully, we'll get a summer this year, and we'll be able to find out. Raising capital or taking your business to the world? Investment Fix has the lowdown on everything you need to make it happen. This season, we're exploring the US market, the opportunities it offers, what it takes to grow a business there, and the best way to approach investors. Join some of the superstars of the investment and business world as they share advice from their time in the US so you can make your mahi count in this massive market. The Investment Fix Podcast, brought to you by Invest New Zealand. Tune in today. 
I mean, just everything. The bodies look different back then. It like is. guys weren't just like massively jacked all the time. Like you wouldn't, they wouldn't let a guy look like Coxie go on. He would have to be like hulked out, like he was TK, to be allowed on TV. It was just a different era. The first challenge was a treasure hunt. Straight to the treasure hunt. Clues. It's just like a kid's birthday party style treasure hunt. Well, it's also groundbreaking. I feel like something we have not talked about is the presence of phone networks and text speak <laughs> in this show. So it's like sponsored by... Is it Dejuice? Okay, so it's not DJ... What is it? No, it's And what was Dejuice? It was a form of juice. It was a bitter rival of Just Juice, I think, from memory, that uh, never quite made it. Oh, okay. I thought it was like some underground phone network. Because why no, was it was so much? Because it was telecom as well. Oh, okay, I think maybe in my head, I thought the juice was like boost. <laughs> like the it boost definitely of had the that time. vibe. <laughs> like I, you know, what? I had the same thought, and then because I got really confused because I was fairly sure that Just Juice sponsored Treasure Island at some point too. So. Well, at one point, Dominic Bowden does mention that he assumed he was going to be in a Just Juice commercial where there would be mangoes and passion fruits clashing above his head and juice <laughs> falling upon him, which I actually thought was like a very funny thing to say. I really enjoyed Dom Bowden on the show, can I just say? I feel like he was on fire, perhaps before he got kind of confined into his suit. Break, and- breaking news. I think you might be right. I think I might be wrong. Did Juice... Short for Digital Juice is a ah. youth-based mobile phone plan from ah. Telenor about currently available in Montenegro and Pakistan. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and Fiji for just one moment. That's uh, crazy. When, when Erica Tokach said she was going to miss having her cell phone, like, we've got no cell phones here, I was like, man, that was real early on in cell phone, cell phone life. Like, you love, think it was bad she then? She must love Snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is she missing? Like 399 like, texts? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the very first, the treasure hunt clues are deployed in this like hilarious text speak, which they're like, this is indecipherable. How am I ever going to figure this out? And all they've done is taken the vowels They've out. just taken the vowels <laughs> out. <laughs> but it just goes to, it's such like a, it's such an emblem of the time that it was like text speak could be a challenge in itself. Um, and all the way through the show, they're also running the sort of question thing where you send a text message to 2120 that probably costs you about $5 to win a trip to the islands or something. It just feels like is such a simpler time for technology, for television. Um, I think but, we had it right, though. Like, yeah. Just thinking about that moment, having a, like, I'm sure that there's some kind of economic theory about when you just sort of attach a cost to something, it makes you value it. Like, you wouldn't have, like, a an endless back and forth text conversation when they cost 20 cents each. Like, you'd just be quite utilitarian with it. Our communication is too cheap now. I think that we need to go back to that era <laughs> and just make every bit of private co- communication extremely costly. Obviously, that's quite good for uh, for telecom and quite bad for us as consumers, but it would just chill us the fuck out as a society, I think. Is this your pitch to be the new CEO of Juice? <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Dunkin' Juice. <laughs> I need to get, get hold of the Montenegrin branch and see if there's a, <laughs> an opening for a franchise. Yeah, so what happens in the treasure hunt? They sort of get the yeah, they get these indecipherable clues, which basically a big point of contention for one of the teams is whether TP means top or tip, and they end mm. up deciding that it means top. They climb to the top of the island. There's nothing there. They go to the tip of the island, and they end up having to wade through. Did you get to this part like this crazy? Bog, which I was like, nobody would ever go in there in 2023. That is like health and safety. And they have to wade through and sort of 
is it drench, dredge? I don't know, whatever it is where you like pull up a bunch of stuff yeah. from the floor and eventually Dom Bowden finds this disgusting jar. It's just all so, yeah, it truly feels like <laughs> alone. Like they are out there with nothing yeah. and the clothes are tiny and there's not a lot of like set building or anything, you know? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I just don't know if I salute because they they make a lot of points in the in the narration about you know celebrities are used to this kind of luxurious lifestyle. They'll be expecting all this stuff, and then it's it is kind of wild to think that you would take celebrities because celebrity that used to mean something back then. This is the time of like spy. You yeah, know, well, and guess who don't sue? And when you saw one, you'd literally shit your pants yeah. mm. and need a lie down. It was so exciting. And you they just dropped them on an island seemingly with like cameras and nothing else. And it was just like, good luck. Amazing, amazing thing to have the, happened. The, the set budget, you know, they, they, they would have, the, the accountants would have been very happy mm. with the uh, the line in the set budget because seemingly no, no set budget. <laughs> And also, I mean, like, Handy Andy and, and Coxie, they're on the clock two ways because yeah. they are building. <laughs> yeah. Coxie's one. Coxie's camp is, like, incredible. He creates this, like, amazing circular structure and everyone pitches in and builds their own stake so everyone has their own exit. I mean, Handy Andy die kind of, like, strings up a leaf between some yeah. trees and calls it I, a day. I mean, there definitely was another level of competition going on just between those two outside of the the whole Treasure Island thing, yeah. uh, which Coxie absolutely won. And, in fact, went on to win the uh, the entire season. Um, what a hero. With, uh, with Stacey Daniels, friends of the network. She's got a podcast on our network, Conversations That Count. Kōrero Whaitake, have a listen. Uh, quite a different vibe to, to Treasure Island. Um, and, yeah, the, the interesting thing about how they're playing – they're playing for $20,000 for Youth Light, but they're all playing for the same charity. I know, so there is no right. Youth Light's just sitting there going, the fix is in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got this. It's like, if you, there's, yeah, there's, the, the stakes are so low. If you go home, it doesn't matter. Youth Line is still getting the money. Totally, mm. you could, they could all just give up on day one. Yeah. Youth, line, youth Line's got this. Youth Line's just sitting there going, that sweet 20K. That is actually a really good house deposit, as we know in Auckland. Um Right. Yeah, There's I wondered, like, we maybe need Bernard Hickey on this, but, like, $20,000 in 2001, is that the same as $100,000 in 2023? Like, what's the adjustment Should I there? call him up? I'm just going to call <laughs> Bernard Hickey. Uh, yeah, call him up. Um, look, when you think about it this way, it's it's basically just shy of 10% of a house deposit for the mm. average house price in Auckland. Right, so that's how they adjust it accordingly <laughs> over the years. Must be. Must be. <laughs> He's probably hosting some, like, the probably talks to the Prime Minister. He probably is. Kia ora, Bernard. How are you? Good, thanks. Just just turning off the road. Yep. Um, have you got a moment? You're live on the real pod, and we were just, um, we're, we're talking about Celebrity Treasure Island, the first season from 2001, and it was a period in which the, the average Auckland house is about $260,000 and the prize money is $20,000. And we're trying to get a sense of what an inflation adjusted 20 grand might look like in 2023. And we thought we'd call in the host of When the Facts Change, our economic <laughs> god, just to give us a bit of a sense. Do you, do you, do you have anything up the, off the top of your head which might answer that question? 
Yeah, it depends uh, which inflator you use. If you use the same inflator as for house prices, then um, that $20,000 would be worth um, around uh, $90,000. Okay. If you use the same inflator as for consumer prices, um, it would be more like uh, $30,000. So essentially, it depends what you do with the $20,000. If you chose to um, leverage it up with a big old loan and put it into a, um, a piece of land, then you'd be stonkingly rich. If you choose to put it into the um, savings account and then just uh, slowly use it to, to buy cups of coffee, then um, you probably wouldn't be so rich. But um, yeah, it really depends on uh, which type of inflation you want to choose. That's incredible. Uh, based on this, the celebrities on this season, I'm going to guess it was more likely to go on licorice all sorts and take away coffee. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing it's frittered away by now. Um, Bernard, thank you so much for the, this cameo. Uh, Thanks, Bernard. Really, Jeez, really no appreciate worries. it. Kakite. Cheers. Bye-bye. They're not doing that on the Herald podcast, are they? <laughs> he pulled off the road for that. What a legend. Yeah. When the facts change indeed. I know this about Bernard. It's difficult to do two things at once. So he did, <laughs> he, did, he, did, he did need to pull off the road to make sure that he could focus on this very important you know, economics journalism. Uh, interesting what he had to say. So so they've kind of really, they've gone down the house inflation route for mm. sure. I suspect that that 20K, um, that youth line probably spent on coffee. Yeah. For the, for the people on the for phones. For the volleys, yeah. For the volleys. True. They should have bought a house. There would have been a lot of coffees back yeah. there. Um, quickly on the controversy of the episode, there was contraband found in some of the bags. Danny had a muesli bar, which he swore was his daughter's that he did not know about, which I kind of believe because yeah, even I'd two days that. in, two days in they'd eaten nothing. If he had been, you know, and they were all starving, he hadn't touched it. Yeah, but how, we don't know how many muesli bars he'd already put away by that point. Good point. Good point. Good mm. point. Well, well made. I don't know. Danny is a guileless man. He's not unproblematic, but he's guileless. Okay. <laughs> I just can't get over him killing that chicken. That's one of the craziest things I've seen on television. He's just like, look away, ladies, and he just, like, breaks its neck. And then you see him pulling all the feathers off. I mean, I know that's what chicken is, but I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it on my TV. This is the classic problem, right? We're happy to eat it, but we're not happy to kill it, you know? Not Danny. The fact that it was sort of like captured and put in a box for the show, you just never, it would just never happen now. Um, also, what would never happen, oh, well, Jane, you might be able to feedback on this. Uh, Nikki Sunderland smuggles cigarettes into the <laughs> island <laughs> and gets caught when a loose cigarette falls out of her bag. Um, your thoughts? My thoughts are that I believe it is, if you're extremely wily, um, I don't think you could smuggle it in, but I think you could find a way to secure mm. one. Interesting. That's all I'll say. Very interesting. What production don't know, unless they've watched the very show that they're filming at the time, is that <laughs> Nikki is that Nikki has also smuggled in a lipstick. <laughs> oh, Which, she was she had the lipstick lunch. That was her radio show, so that's just a bit of clever promo. Ah, is that why? Because she also is wearing a T-shirt yes. that says lipstick on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they have these little confession cams. You know, I like seeing the influence of like clearly it was like the big brother era they have these little confession cams with the little frame and stuff that 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 kind of um pretense is gone obviously now from treasure island it's very much we're in an interview with somebody oh no we had gopros and we did talk to them they just don't hardly ever use them. true but they don't put the kind of frame over them no. with the recording red light and all the kind of hoopla <laughs> i think the last time we saw that was when lance Savali did his midnight mission 
with the GoPro to make to make Chris or Chris. What yeah. a great time! Um, yeah, and then the episode ends with them. They've basically all got nothing. I mean, they've eaten they've eaten the chicken. I think Coxie won a pair of pajama pants, and they end up having this weird sort of trade. But it just feels like there's no structure. There's no real. Um, provisions of any kind and they just have to sit on a beach and go what do you got nothing i mean basically you you can imagine (laughs) (laughs) like this pitch arriving at tvnz and it's very short it might be a paragraph it's just like celebrities on an island we'll put some cameras there there's no stuff and TVNZ is right, here's $2 million. And Julie Christie's like, hell fucking yeah. I'm off to Prego. <laughs> oh, it's the, the greatest shame is that the full series isn't sitting sitting somewhere for us to watch. Someone yeah. buy the Touchdown Archives. Oh, please, please. Well, and that's, that's, uh, that's us. We just remembered when. We just remembered when. Thank you so much for, for of course, remembering when with us. Thank you to DeJuice. Thanks uh, to DeJuice. Mobile, the sponsors of this episode. Can't wait to have a big tall glass of DeJuice after this. <laughs> uh, thank you to Samuel. Don't forget um, we have, well, Celebrity Treasure Island is about to, to kick off the new season and we are recapping it. This is our bread and butter. This is where we are most at home and do some of our best material and if that's not a sell, I don't know what is. Please join our paid Substack to get those bonus episodes of The Real Pod uh, releasing every week. Analyzing every moment of Celebrity Treasure Island 2023. We say farewell to Treasure Island 2001. Oh, quickly, just before you go, we've actually got a little bonus extra for you today. It's a bit of a teaser. It's a little bit of a teaser. Alex, are you still with me? I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. I don't know what to say. I need a soft script. I don't know what we're doing. Look, you can just watch on. I just want to let everyone know what you're about to hear. It's like just a little chunk of. The other part of the Real Pod podcast, which exists solely for our paid Substack members, which we really encourage you to become one of. There's a lovely little community going on over there at the Real Pod Extra, which is therealpod.substack.com. Uh, and this is a taste of a chaos pod that we've put out this week. You can get a little bit of it here. If you want more, you know where to go. You go to our Substack. Here it is. Just a, just a taste. Great piece of news that then created yeah. an even better piece of news. Roses are being restored to their former glory. We're getting strawberry cream back. We're getting peppermint cream back and something else. Passion fruit, orange cream, whatever. Who cares? The most important thing is that when Garnor Lloyd was um, telling this news to the nation on the project, instead of saying come back, she said come box. Can we, can we play the clip down? I want to hear it. I want to see it again and I want to emotionally inhabit this perfect moment. <laughs> but first, longtime fans of Cadbury Roses chocolates will be saying thank you very much with the return of three original flavours. After getting ditched back in 2018, strawberry cream, orange cream, and peppermint cream are making a cumbox. A uh, cumbox? <laughs> Come back is the term, I believe. It's all good. It's not, it's not a nightmare. We're actually, we're actually on live TV. It's not, this is not a Nice. The show is going well. Everything's going well. So yeah, so there's the roses chocolates. It's a Kiwi tradition. You know it's you know things are going bad when the people in the production office they cut to me to steady the ship. I'm not gonna 
going to see the chef. I'm going to make things worse, if anything. <laughs> I'm going to put flames on the fire. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I like how Paddy tried to keep it on track. and Well, he, so he sort of half did, but I think he actually made it. Like, because people bloop. It happens from time to time. But then him, him immediately going, this is, this is not a nightmare. This is really happening on live TV. <laughs> It, it elevates it yeah. to, to the mm. classic pantheon. I have, it's, a, it's like a self-aware blooper, you know, yeah. that just keeps going. But he catches it too. I do think, you know, having done a close text analysis of it, there's no way it would have taken off the way it did had she not repeated the word cumbox. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like she says cumbox, then she stops herself and goes, cumbox. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you can hear her in, almost in real time as she says it a second time going, that, oh no, <laughs> no. oh, that's... That's not just me saying the wrong word. It's me saying like a, a new a word, filthy, dirty, <laughs> horny word. Like it's new. Is it, I, it's I've a, never it's heard a neologism, right? It's a neologism. But it's, it's a whole like, brand new thing. We've never heard it before, and yet it's perfect. We'd have never heard cum burgers before either when Jim Hickey did that on the weather. And now we are a nation <laughs> who has invented two new cum words live on television that are both super, super dirty. Uh, it's just... It's incredible. I love it also. There's the two shots. So you're just watching Paddy and Carnor try and pick up the pieces. And then there's like the reveal. You remember that there was four people yeah. on the panel. And then you see Guy Williams kind of leaning back in ecstasy. Antonia Preble, who does not want to be near the word come on, <laughs> no. is like, like maybe the classiest lady in New Zealand, is like kind of tittering and bowing like politely. <laughs> it's just like amazing. All, all four panellists are just like completely playing their roles perfectly in this moment. I it's think roses brilliant. need to harness this and they need to release a special edition. <laughs> How do you make a cum box? Well, like a, a new jizzy white box? Like, what, what are you I talking about? I wasn't time? going down there. I was, I was just thinking like a, you know, like a, a, a I was going to say a skin. Everything sounds bad. But like a... Oh, like a special chocolate like a that's got a... No. No, no, just a wrapper around the box that was like, oh, God. God. That's nasty. <laughs> that's, that's quite nasty. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, guy kills like that, that that line about about and it really does happen. They throw to him. They're like, "Guy, you'll you'll just bring it around," and he's oh. just, "Nope, I'm going to watch the world burn." They should have thrown <laughs> yeah. to Antonia because she would have been able to just calm that shit down in a second. And she's a I professional. Think it'll, be her con- it'll be in her contract. If any naughty thing comes yeah. up, you're not allowed to go to Antonia <laughs> for comment, particularly just... if it's cumbox. <laughs> what a great new word we have to add to our vernacular now. Yeah. Incredible. New word for you guys. Uh oh. (laughs) (laughs) Are we just so old and out of touch that we're in just the wrong scene that we don't realise that cum box is. Do you think a cum burger comes in a cum box? (laughs) (laughs) Like, is that the packaging? (laughs) Kia ora e tewi. Kiai Butler here, podcast manager at the spin off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.